Humans, 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 welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. Earliest you can hear this is Friday, August 18th. And I'm recording this, as you can tell, I'm out and about. I'm recording this on Thursday, August 17th. It's a beautiful night here in New York City. Cool, no humidity. It's a cool summer night. It's it's too tempting. I actually cannot. It's too much. I I just can't spend the night indoors. So I'm out. We're just gonna we're just gonna see what we can see. We're gonna free flow it. Of course, we will talk a little about the hideaway, the world where we get together to break bread. But we'll get to that. But we're just gonna free flow it. We're just gonna see what North Brooklyn can bring us. Humans, how are your summers going? I'd love to know what's on your summer playlists. You know, I'm, I can be a little predictable, a little boring, even for myself sometimes. My beach playlists are heavy on the Jimmy Buffett. And then heavy with a lot of the same songs to listen to over and over again. And I've been trying to branch out a bit. And I want to thank Truck for getting Pandora back into my life. Ah, listen to the sound of climate change. Just a huge, lifted 1990s Jeep Cherokee driving around New York City, (laughs) making our planet warm. (laughs) and making a change nevertheless humans what are you listening to this summer are you changing it up at all do you have a playlist for the lake for the beach for the river for the park maybe you're an indoor person you know that's a group that doesn't have much of a voice on this show indoor people indoor cats I mean, I consider myself an outside person. Now I live in New York City, so I'm not an outdoorsy person per se. Although I'd like to think of that somewhat I am, but nevertheless, but I spend a lot of time outside. And you know, living in the north, the northeast, there's several months out of the year where there really is nothing to do but be inside. And those can be kind of fun too. I'll say. It's a little depressing when the sun goes down at 4 o'clock. But, you know, you kind of get up, you dig your thing, and then you just... You have a lot of movie nights. <laughs> a lot of staring at screens, but you don't beat yourself up about it because it's cold. This time of year, I like to be outside. But there are indoor people in the world. Heck, there might even be indoor people that listen to this podcast. What do, you, do you have a playlist? <laughs> do you have summer playlists? Oh, this is Couch. Dude, I love Couch. Love Couch. Couch is uh, some Tracy Chapman, some four non-blondes. <laughs> Don't even get me started on chair. <laughs> And then there's bed. 
Dude, bed's sick. I love listening to bed. <laughs> bed's a lot of heart. Tons of heart. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, I've got my beach playlist. I've got some camping playlists. So I imagine indoor people must have different moods depending on what room they're in. Or are there always screens involved? Or are there, or are there always screens involved? We'd love to hear from you indoor people. And you know, you know what they say. You know what they say. You know, people that... Don't even get me started on this, but I've already started it. People that have a severe case of wanderlust... My God. If you ever come across someone whose social media says, says, says they're suffering from a severe case of wanderlust, I mean, I don't think the planet's big enough to hold my eye rolls when I see stuff like that. I guess, oh, God. Anyway, but I guess one thing people say about travel... As you learn about other cultures, you learn about other people, of course, interacting with other You don't just have to travel. Of course, in, again, in New York, you can go experience other cultures just a few miles away or neighborhoods away. But I've heard that as you travel, you go experience other things, and it, you know, it, it makes other people more relatable. You say to yourself, hey, those people aren't so different than me. And we're really... Maybe I'm wrong here. I feel like this podcast is mostly... Outdoor... Outdoor... People? Maybe? Not people. But it seems like the topics kind of cater more to outdoor people. So indoor people. Let's hear from you. Let's break a little bread. Maybe... You know... We can get to know. Maybe you are people too. Indoor people. Maybe you're just like me. And I just never knew one. I never knew one. (laughs) I never knew one. And then when I did, I was like, they're just like me. So, you know, break the, uh, what's the... Can't think of the word right now. Not the mold. Break the um, the dark cloud. It's, the word is failing me. Humans. You hear those sirens in the background? Anyway, humans. On to this. Back to this topic of these people that say stupid things like they're suffering from a severe case of wanderlust. Just, just stop. So gross. I saw a quote today, literally today, for an idiot. This was like someone's, like, this was a person's, like, sign off. This was their sign off. Traveling. Traveling 
should be. Well, I gotta make sure I get it right here, humans. <laughs> Not mandatory. It was some other word for mandatory. And it was like, traveling should be not enforced. It was something else stupid. Like, traveling should be mandatory, not a choice. Not everyone wants to travel all the time, you losers. It also takes a, a lot of money to do all this traveling to suffer from your extreme case of wanderlust. 60 countries. 60 countries, dude. And counting. My favorite thing to do is to have my passport stamped. These freaks. <laughs> I don't mind tr going out of town occasionally, humans, but I don't consider myself a traveler. I don't consider myself a traveler. I never even much even thought about weighing in on it until recently. Couple day jaunt, fine. Maybe one day I'd like to bike across the country, but eh, you know, I don't, I don't suffer from an extreme case of wanderlust. In fact, I've got a wanderlust vaccine, and it works, and I get it boosted regularly, and it works quite well. I'm up to date on my wanderlust vaccinations Moderna I'm all about some Moderna guys I just walked by one of these luxury apartments in Williamsburg some of these luxury apartments on the first floor they'll have like a game room and they'll have like a like a like a rec room you can like rent or like those kinds of things and I just passed by one. There was a dude on his laptop. Looked like he was working hard. And just a nice tall can of beer. That old brand, Steel Reserve. Isn't that like a... Is that a malt liquor? Or is it a beer? Either way. Either way. humans it's it's so nice out tonight that until I got between some taller buildings I just took made a little right onto a street here until I got between some taller buildings and by taller I mean you know six or seven stories I didn't even feel hot but I guess everything over here is retaining some heat but when I was in a I mean I just walked through part of McCarran Park and I was cool as a cucumber yeah, a little toasty. That's crazy how that happens. But what a night, humans. Just soaking in some sounds of a Thursday night. Well, humans, I got one for you. Oh, pause for climate change. 
round of climate change. Now that was a knockoff Vespa carrying two people. And it's easily, easily, zilly, the loudest vehicle I've heard today. But human speaking of climate change and exhaust and combustion engines, you know, Hollywood's always so quick to jump in on a cause when it's really already out. When the cause is already unearthed and there's some momentum behind it and it's become a thing, Hollywood's so quick to jump on. So I guess it doesn't make them quick to jump on now, does it? Hollywood, oh... You know, I, I couldn't possibly do this. You know, everyone's everyone's worried about getting canceled, and they're canceling people. When does the bell toll for people doing voiceover of car commercials? When does the bell toll for people having to do with the auto industry? Similarly, you know, the uh, Bitcoin disaster, you know, people come from Matt Damon. They say, hey, man, you said fortune favors the brave. And I put all my money into Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and it crashed. Larry David, you were in those commercials, okay? When are people going to hold up these celebrities supporting, driving dollars, marketing for the auto industry? Are we going to, are we going to, is there going to be any accountability? I don't know. I don't know. But those same Hollywood elites are probably patting themselves on the back for what a great job they've done for some other causes. You know, meanwhile, there's sharks in my neck of the woods. That just, to me, it reeks of climate change. Sharks in New York City. If you don't know, the shark bit a significant portion of a woman's leg off. Tissue. Here in New York City proper. First shark by New York City proper in like 70 years. And there's been several bites on Long Island not too far away. Of course, those of you not familiar with New York geography, and I was not until I was here for a while, you know, Brooklyn and Queens are part of Long Island. So when you say... Oh, there was some shark bites on Long Island. Well, when it's close enough to be like Jones Beach, it's really not that far away. It's the same body of land I'm on now, humans. Food for thought. Food for thought. And I've said it before. I think people that own cars are selling themselves short when they don't introduce themselves as motorists. 
that's something you can put in a blurb. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, let's see. I like billiards, and um, I'm a runner. I love to run. You know, I do a couple 10Ks a year. Um, oh, and I'm a motorist. We just overlooked that, just assumed. It's assumed that you're a motorist these days, but it's it shouldn't be. Not everyone is. I don't know if I consider myself a motorist. Well, Sid, are you talking out of both sides of your mouth? You have a driver's license. That's true. You do rent cars occasionally. That's true. You do call taxis. You do ride in Ubers. You do ride in Lyfts. That's all true. But I don't know if it makes me a motorist. I don't know. <laughs> Some of the things I hate these days. Smartphones and cars. Hey, are you listening to this podcast on your smartphone in your car? <laughs> Is your smartphone playing in your car on what is it called Apple Play something like that whenever I rent a car I gotta like you know set up the Apple Play or whatever it's called it's the one time I turn on Siri get the, the car all ready and yes I'm dogging on motorists or you know just cars in general but I will say humans the mistake I've made a bunch of times renting cars here in New York City is you get you get to the place. I always rent near the airport because it's significantly cheaper. I usually rent from LaGuardia. The various places out there near the airport. So you're waiting a long line. You're at the car. Yeah, they finally they give you the keys. They give you the paperwork. And they're like, someone's going to pull the car around. Or you got to go find it in the... Uh, you got to go find it in the lot. I find it. I'm so glad that's over with, and I'm excited to drive home and pack for whatever trip I'm going on. That I usually like pull right out, and then next thing you know, you're just right right in it. You're right in it. You're right on a road. You're suddenly in traffic, and then you're like needing to get on an expressway. And I'm like, shit. The mirrors aren't set up correctly. The radio, none of the radio stations are like I can find. My seat's like all not where it needs to be. And that, humans, I did this a few too many times more than I would like to admit before I started deciding, hey, take a beat, take a breath. It's fine. Sit in this rental car parking lot. Get the seat where you like it. Get the mirrors where you like them. Set up the car play pick out some stations it's it's better to just go ahead and set them up you know i'm not going to be in new york long sometimes we're in the car the night before and you know our they're pushing out pretty heavy bandwidth on our radio stations here so you get them for a while let me all set up my presets my, my presets and then i drive and then I drive because I did it backwards for so long. Walking through a uh, Caribbean restaurant right now, humans. 
The humans just saw a sign for pickleball, and that's something I've been meaning to talk about. We have not, we've really not talked pickleball here on the show. We've really not. Oh boy, here he goes. He's going to shit all over pickleball. I will say that I've played pickleball like one weekend ever. One weekend ever, I played a lot of pickleball a long time ago when I went away to some friend's house. And we played in their parents' driveway for like three days in a row. Epic games. So fun. Loved it. That's the only time I've ever played. That was in summer of 2020. Now it's like, I mean, even then it was a growing craze. Now it's such a craze. You go by certain asphalt parks here in New York, it's insane. And people crap all over it. People say it's kind of basic. Eh, it's whatever. I say let some people have some fun. But I have heard, I have heard that people have legitimate complaints about the noise. You know, you live near a tennis court. There's that satisfying sound. I can't even create it. But that sound of the racket hitting the felt ball. Just a nice square shot. And occasionally a... It's not overwhelming. Pickleball, on the other hand, my God. It's loud. There's some uh, there's some tennis courts near one of, where one of my family members lives. I mean, tennis courts have been converted to pickleball. They, they've crammed a lot of pickleball courts into where tennis courts were or are. And apparently, the neighbors all around this place are living. Because the sound of pickleball is like just so loud, just mallets hitting plastic balls. Are there any pickleball people out there, humans? Are there any pickleball people out there? It seems like fun. The times I've played, I had a great time. I wonder, though, if it was a great time because it was a true backyard game when I played it. You know, we were in a driveway. Does it become less fun when it gets too, too organized? Or am I just, am I, am I putting that out there? I don't know, humans. Let me know.
Just soak it in some sounds of the city, humans. Why not? That's a group of people taking some shots. And uh, they sound excited about it. Well, humans, I haven't been sure of when I'd like to bring up this topic. But since I'm soaking in a beautiful summer night, I would, I just feel it's the right time. I'm inspired. Like Ben Franklin deciding to put a key on a kite. I feel inspired. Oh, pause for climate change. Um, I want to talk about something, humans. And that is, I want to take some of the summer back. I want to make it ours. And what do I mean by that? I mean, Labor Day weekend, the corporations, the sales, hell, the school calendars even before that, it seems. I don't have children. But Labor Day weekend, that's usually it. Tie the summer up with a nice little bow. Shelve it till next year. And I'm I'm guilty of this. I'm not pointing fingers here. And if I am, I'm pointing one to myself. Labor Day weekend comes around. And for better or for worse, I think for worse, I become a football nut. I start spending beautiful days inside watching college football on Labor Day weekend. And then, of course, the weekend after Labor Day weekend, I start spending beautiful days inside watching pro football. And there's just beautiful days left. And according to the equinoxes and the solstices... This time, of course, it'll be an equinox. It's still summer. So I want to take back those last three weeks of summer. I'm not, I'm not doing it this year. I'm not, I'm not saying, well, this is fall time. Wouldn't say it's straight up fall, but I'm not going to say it's fall time. I'm going to say, no, it's summer until freaking September 21st or 22nd, whenever it happens to be this year. And I'm going to soak it up. And it's going to be summer. I'm going to continue to dress like it's summer. I'm going to continue to do things like it's summer. Now, okay, Sid, are you going to put your money where your mouth is? You're a Tennessee fan. Are you going to watch the Tennessee Volunteers? I might. i got to figure out how it's going to work. I'll be tempted to watch every college football game. That's what happens anyway. What happens anyway is I want to watch Tennessee play, but if they're not going to play till 3.30, well, I'll watch the noon game. And then I'll watch the Vols play at 3.30. And then whatever game comes on at 7.30 or 8, well, then I watch that. Next thing you know, I've been Mr. Screen all day long. But patting myself on the back for it because it feels cooler (laughs) than binging Breaking Bad 
but it's the same. So what I'm trying to say is, humans, I'm making this promise to you that I'm going to try to do things a little differently this year. I'm going to try to honor the last few weeks of summer. And it may be harder for those of you with kids because the kids are back in school probably changes your lifestyle. But what I would like to say is push back. Push back. It can still be summer just because the kids are in and out of school. You can still go to the beach a couple more weekends. That's my thought. We're taking it back. We are taking it back. We're going to squeeze every last inch out of the summer. We're going to honor it right up until the solstice. Excuse me, the equinox. It's sort of like that mentality. I've talked about this before. When you're having a great time on a Sunday. When you're just having a ball on a Sunday. And then it's kind of around that hour where you're like, ah, I probably should go home and start getting my shit together and start winding down. Maybe toss on a show or two. Start winding down so I can get in bed at a decent hour. Work week starts tomorrow. You kind know, of have that thought. And very oftentimes, you say to yourself, or at least I say to myself, I'll say, no. This is my weekend, damn it. And I'm going to enjoy every last minute of it. And then you blow past that. That warning sign in your mind that's like, well, hang on. You're like, no, no. I'm going to blow past this. And then you just push it. And you push it and you say, this, I'm just soaking up every last minute of this Sunday night. And I might even stay out later. <laughs> later than I would on many other nights. Taking my weekend back. Well, I think what I'd like to do this year is do that with the Equinox. It's a summer until the 21st, damn it. Or whenever it is this year. We will celebrate it. We will herald it. In fact, maybe. Yes. I think we'll have to announce what we're doing. I think we're going to have to let each other know how we're holding up our end of the bargain of keeping summer alive. Because what I was trying to tell myself, and this should be so easy, is there's plenty of months to watch football after September 21st. There's the rest of the fall. Then, of course, you get to that point in time when it is a little bit chilly. And it's kind of nice to be inside. Boy, a lot of inside-outside talk today, huh? The indoor people are like, dude, what are you talking about? Their seasons? <laughs> no, not that there's seasons, but it's like, oh, whoa. Oh, okay. We're gonna, you're going to go outside for three more weeks? When are you coming back in to us? Indoor people, I, I know I'm teasing you, but I'm curious. 
I mean, the seasons must affect you some. You know, I've been in New York for 16 years, going on 17 years this October. <clears throat> and so I'm a little out of touch with some things. But, you know, you're, you're in the elements here when you go run your errands. So I imagine indoor people have to go, you know, be outside to go to the store and back. So I guess you, I guess you notice the seasons changing because you have to put a jacket on, maybe carry a brelly. Or is it like, ah, it's whatever. It's always, it's always 70 degrees. <laughs> It's always 70 degrees. With a chance. It's always 70 degrees. With the chance of... God, what's a show that people will watch forever? The Office? It's always 70 degrees with a chance at The Office. I think I'm good on The Office, humans. I haven't felt like... You know, there's so much to watch in the world. Why would you watch reruns? But, uh... I haven't felt the urge to watch that show, and then recently I was like flipping around. I was like, "Fine, I'll watch a little." What was this like again? And now I was like, "Ugh, the show's pretty unpalatable now." And it's not a dig. I mean, maybe it was just it was great at its time. I loved it at its time, but maybe that's the sign of maybe something great is it really epitomized its time, and then the time comes and goes, and the world changes, and the shows whatever. Oh, little Neilio. Wow, this guy's smoking weed, leaned up against his car with his windows down, playing the music and singing along to it. Well, humans, just to walk about, just a little free flow. I thought I'd treat us to a night, a night walking around Brooklyn. But it is time to hop into the studio, to hop inside, to address, to address the situation in the hideaway. Of course, we had a referendum, a vote, a situation, and the bell tolls. The time is nigh. We will find out when I get back to the studio if there will be mesh <laughs> in the hideaway at Dog Beach. Humans, thanks for coming on this walk with me, and I'll talk to you again, like, in, in mere minutes, and for you, instantaneously. TTYO. Wait, humans, I just hit stop and I'm hitting record again. I, I just can't resist. I've got to get you some compelling audio. Without even realizing it, I'm walking right by tennis courts. Let's hear the peaceful sound of tennis. You know, humans, I should back up my take a little bit. I mean, that, was, that is peaceful sounding to me. 
But maybe before tennis existed, there was even more peaceful sound out there. So the same way people are complaining about this racket of pickleball, which is a more shrill noise. Maybe, t- maybe tennis was noise pollution when it came out. Food for thought. All right, see you in the studio. Well, humans, we all know the deal. We all know the deal. You've heard me yap about it for weeks on end. And now it's time to, you know, less talk, more action. This is what you came here for, a podcast with less talk, more action. Of course, we needed six votes, six votes to have the dogs of the hideaway off leash after 9.30 p.m. at Dog Beach. Dog lovers are upset. What do you mean you got to have my dog on a leash at 9.30? You've already got us separated from everybody else on the other side of things. So I said, hey, if we get seven votes to put up a mesh underneath the pier from piling to piling to keep the dog separate from the rest of the hideaway, you may have you may have a mesh if you get the votes. Well, let's listen and hear what calls we got, humans. Of course, Andrew was called Andrew in Tampa. Andy in Tampa counts as call once. We just needed six. Let's listen to a call now, shall we? Hey, Sid. It's your sister, Celeste, just calling in to the listener line uh, for a vote for the mesh for the dog beach. Um, I am a dog owner, have an Australian shepherd, as you know, and I do enjoy being able to take her to the beach, especially if I'm uh, camping or something and um, can't really leave her at the campsite and want to go to the beach and bring her with us. So I think um, that brings us to the next question is whether or not there will be any camping um, at Hideaway Bluffs. So um, a vote for the mesh and a question about camping. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. Okay. That's a vote for the mesh. She says, listen, I live in the real world. I have a dog in the real world. An Australian Shepherd. Sid, as you know, we go camping. I want to bring the dog with. (laughs) And then she flips the tables. Well, Mr. Big Shot, are you going to have camping at the hideaway? You've never mentioned camping. (laughs) I think we'll have to think about it. I think we'll have to think about it. (laughs) You know, does camping inspire too much free thought for this perfect society we're, we're creating? You know, all that time outside at night under the stars. Does it inspire too much free thought? Would that be bad for this society? Anyway, humans, that's it. 
That's it. Long live the mesh. The mesh that never was. Somewhere Andy in Tampa's planning out his next beach day at the hideaway. Do I have my chair? Check. Do I have a frisbee? Check. Do I have a leash for my dog? Check. Humans, this hurts me more than it hurts you. But on the bright side, I can say that we will revisit this topic May 1st of 2024. For all you dogs out there that have to spend the next nine months leashed after 9.30 a.m., I'm sorry. Humans, uh, it's not all downside. It's not all downside. In fact, I think what's very exciting about this is it creates a fantastic opportunity. As you dog owners will have to live with for the next nine months, you will need a leash after 9.30 in the morning. And Andrew in Tampa, Andy in Tampa, so aptly pointed out, my dog is going to have to swim with a 35-foot leash around its neck? <laughs> well, anyway, humans, I have great news. You know, for years, we've talked about Sid Bucks. You sign up for the March Madness tournament, you get a Sid Buck. You, you know, enter a contest, you get a Sid Buck. If you win a contest, you win a Sid Buck. And, of course, you... One day I will build out our online purses, but those of you that have Sid books, you know it, and I've kept track. And, you know, we valued, we value Sid books at a very high value because the condos at Hideaway Bluffs Luxury Con Luxury Skyscraper Condominium. Uh, you can buy an, a condo for 100 Sid dollars. Sid dollars. Sid dollars. Sid bucks. So they have a very high value. Well, I'm very, I'm very happy to announce. You know, so far, humans, you've only had a way to accrue Sid bucks. I am very happy to announce that 35-foot leashes are now available at the hideaway. And they're one Sid Buck apiece. <laughs> Sid, did you tell us that like Sid Bucks are like, like if you break it down, they're worth like $16,000 a piece. If you do the math on what it would take for a hundred to buy a condo at Hideaway Bluffs. <laughs> Didn't you say that? 
didn't you say that, like one Sid buck is worth sixteen thousand dollars? And now you're saying you'll sell us thirty five foot leashes for our dogs? What's up with that? What is that, Sid? You know what that is, humans? That's called having a durable, competitive advantage. <laughs> you know, when there are no competitors, <laughs> you can charge monopoly-like prices. And if there ever was such a thing as camping at the hideaway, which I'm not sure that there will be, you may need a leash there too. <laughs> All right, humans, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our walk earlier. I think it will only be fair for me to go get the sounds of pickleball. Uh, you know, we need a little yang to our yang. So have a great weekend humans uh let me know what's on your playlists and let me know your thoughts on taking back the last three weeks of summer labor day to equinox peace and love humans peace and love